to the races, powered by The Racing Biz, your independent voice for racing and breeding in the Mid-Atlantic. On the web at theracingbiz.com. On the radio, on ESPN Richmond, it's off to the races. Here's Nick Hahn. What do you say now? It's Saturday morning, 10 o'clock post time for Off to the Races. We have a jam-packed show today. Everything has come together this week, and hopefully by 11 o'clock it'll stay there for the next hour here on Off to the Races, sponsored by theracingbiz.com. On today's show, Daryl Wood from Middleburg Live Racing returns to Virginia, but only few people get to see it. Daryl's one of them, so he'll have a live report in mere moments from Middleburg where they have the spring races today. Also, on today's show, on the heels of having Victor Espinoza last week on Off to the Races, Triple Crown winning jockey, this week, Mike Smith. Triple Crown winning jockey three years later on Justify. Uh, He'll be joining us in about a half hour on Off to the Races. Jack Knowlton of Sacatoga Stable joins us slightly before that. He's got the leading candidate for the Triple Crown, Tis the Law. He'll join us on Off to the Races in about 10 minutes or so. Jack Knowlton in Sacatoga, widely known for Funny Side, who opened the show with us uh, at the very beginning. Of course, uh, Justify part of that as well. Later in the show, Frank Bespy returns to off to the races. We're looking forward to welcoming him back to the show. And Mike Barone and Derby Bill join us to handicap some grade one races, uh, one at Belmont. And then we have actually a grade three at Churchill Downs, the Louisville handicap going a mile and a half. Be uh, interested in getting their thoughts and taking those thoughts to the window today on off to the races. First off, we're going to blow past the race calls. We're going to save them for a little later in the show and bring in Daryl Wood, live from Middleburg, where they host the spring races today. Good morning, Daryl. Good morning, Nick. Boy, to hear Mike Smith and Jack Knowlton and Derby Bill in the same show. That's uh, You must have an agent these days booking your talent. That's great. Yeah, I do have an agent. He is I, and I am, I am him <laughs> on off to the races. But, yeah, plenty Great plenty job. of work. We um, want to start off with a live racing. I mean, steeplechase racing, like many events, put on hold. And, of course, really the steeplechase season, while they go almost year-round, it really is more of a spring-loaded event, almost like the Triple Crown, uh, Foxfield races. Uh, the Middleburg races, the Gold Cup. Um, none of those have been able to be held. But this year uh, and today, we get at least a reintroduction of steeplechase racing and some um, a very full card. I mean, the 41 pages of past performances from the Daily Racing Forum in these 11 races. I saw one that had AEs down to 20. Almost feels like the Derby up there at um, the Middleburg races today. Uh, what do you What do you see so far, and what are your thoughts from Middleburg this morning? Well, Nick, it's the 100th running of these uh, Middleburg Spring races. Uh, normally, they're held the third Saturday of April, and here we are on uh, July 13th, or June 13th, rather, and I'll tell you what, it's sunny skies, but it's 67 degrees. It almost mimics what the weather would have been like on uh, in late April if they would have held it then, but uh, you mentioned it's going to be without spectators, um, but kudos to the National Steeplechase Association and to uh, Doug Fout and the folks at the Middleburg Spring races, because uh, the source of income uh, obviously is uh, a lot less without people. Normally, they'd have nine, ten thousand 10,000 people here for this day, all paying tailgating fees and entrance fees. And, and, and you know, they probably lost some sponsors along the way, too. But uh, to hold these races, uh, they're going to give out $200,000 of first money today over 11 races. And, uh, you know, that's great that uh, all the, the stables and trainers and, and outfits that uh, have not had a chance to run and get some purse money uh, all the way up until now uh, get a chance to do so today, even though it's without people. Uh, the races will be streamed, though, at nationalsteeplechase.com. So the folks can see the action here. Uh, first post is 1230. 11 races. It's going to go till 530 or 6 tonight. So 
any time in the afternoon, stop in and check out the action here from uh, from Middleburg. Tune in online. First race post time is 1230 for the Middleburg races. So actually maybe one of the first signals uh, up uh, on this uh, Saturday. The feature today is actually the third race, two and a half miles uh, in the Temple Gwathney handicap uh, to be run over national fences. And uh, one of the smaller fields to the, of the day, it only has nine horses in it. Uh, one of the things about the, the downloading the pps is you didn't get the morning line odds so you're kind of like you know trying to figure out what really works here but um i kind of gravitated toward a rematch between surprising soul and scorpiancer uh the first two and jack uh, trained by jack fisher there's that scorpiancer he actually has moscato as well in this field so uh yeah, any thoughts on the gwaltney have you had a chance to uh get some inside information from inside the rails there no <laughs> we're only allowed so far inside the rails here with uh, <laughs> pretty strict protocols in place here today nick but yeah you mentioned uh, then the nine horse fields this is the second smallest of the day when they took entries for this card a week ago Monday, they had 240 horses enter. That's just that's absolutely amazing. Uh, so they, they they normally don't go 11 races here; they go eight or nine. But given the circumstances, uh, they came up with the purse money to be able to pull this off. But yeah, the Guapney is the uh, it's a Grade Three event too, by the way. So pretty prestigious race. Uh, it's the third race. The fourth race is the fun one. It's the uh, the Steeplethon. It's three and a quarter miles uh, over all kinds of hurdles on the turf course. The track here is a mile and a quarter grass oval with the Shenandoah Mountains in the background, so it's really quite scenic. It's tucked out of the way here. You've got to go down a single-lane road for about two miles to uh, to access here, so it's kind of like it's a little piece of heaven right here now, but yeah, the Guasme is going to go off at one thirty and urge people to, uh, to watch it online at uh, nationalsteeplechase.com. We see, like, so much pent up demand to get race, you know, get these horses in these races. It, it just is a net. It's much like what we saw at Gulfstream and Oakland during the height of the pandemic, where you just saw full fields. These horses do have to race, and they're so vital to the economies of of Middleburg and and you know just to su- be able to sustain an event like this. Uh, I mean, uh, it should. <laughs> The Virginia horsemen should have a lot of accolades uh, for for hosting an event like this and putting it together. Uh, despite the fact, even I think even owners aren't allowed. Uh, they'll be watching their horses uh, two dimensionally, which obviously they don't like to do. They'd rather be there. But th- is that the case? No, no owners uh, are there either. No, no owners today. There's uh, there's three checkpoints to get in here. Uh, the first one is to uh, to show your ID. The second is for a temperature check. The third is to get a wristband. But no, there's no owners. It's it's pretty tight and buttoned up here, uh, as you would expect. And in two weeks uh, from today, we're at uh, Great Meadow for the Virginia Gold Cup. Normally held with 60,000, 70,000 people in attendance, and this year it's going to be nobody. So uh, these are the two big steeplechase races uh, this year before the summer heat kicks in, and then we're back in fall with uh, with another slate. Hopefully that all goes with some folks in attendance of course yeah well that certainly so it's not going to last long without without fans but uh you know it's great that they have an opportunity to race and and you know lots happening today but you know but, uh, national steeplechase.com will will air these races so uh so take a look during the day it's it's certainly a scenic event and um Good luck today. We'll, we'll be looking forward to seeing some pictures and some information, uh, some stories on the on the results here on uh, virginiahorseracing.com and vabread.com where you can get a lot of uh, Virginia racing news. And, uh, Daryl, thanks for spending some time with us this morning on Off to the Races, and uh, enjoy your trip up north. Yeah, thanks, Nick. And uh, looking ahead just uh, a little bit farther out, one month from today, the barn area at Colonial Downs opens for the racing season, so lots of stuff to look forward to. That's right. Any update on Colonial Downs? Just from a racing status, we've said several times we'll we'll take a good decision over a fast one in regard to fans. And the early word, of course, is no fans. But um, any any wavering in that? Any uh, allowances or any changes? 
No, no updates there yet. I mean, they're they're planning for for no spectators to begin with, but hopefully things uh, you know become a little more flexible uh, toward the meter as the meet goes on. But yeah, that's July twenty seventh through September second. And note the race days again. I'm sure your audience knows, but it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday at five thirty instead of the Thursday, Friday, Saturday that was planned originally. So a little bit of tweaking. But a month from now, we're going to get horses on the grounds and and start getting this thing going there. We've grown accustomed to watching racing on TV, so um, <laughs> looks like we may have to do it a little, little bit longer, but holding out hope for that meet at Colonial Downs. Daryl, thanks Fingers a lot, crossed. and yeah. good luck thanks, today. Thanks. Great. You got it. Daryl Wood on Off to the Races this morning. Um, just as a quick update on the Belmont Stakes, which is next week, uh, Tizalaw, who will talk to Jack Knowlton here in mere moments about Tizalaw get the full rundown on the favorite, um, likely favorite in the Belmont Stakes. Field of Eight, Basin, Solo Volante, um, Dr. Post, Max Player, Modernist, Farmington Road, and Tap It to Win. That's the emerging Belmont Stakes field. So only eight uh, at the moment for the uh, Belmont Stakes. Not a... Really, if you think about it, I mean... Players can come out of anywhere to win the Triple Crown, but Tis the Law seems to be the one that has the best opportunity to win this uh, Triple Crown uh, in this unique year with the pandemic going on. We're going to break on off to the races. When we return, we'll talk to Jack Knowlton of Sacatoga Stable. You're listening to Off to the Races. Remember, when you work from home, no one will know what you put in your coffee. The coronavirus. Let's make the best of it. This is 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Is the summer of 2020 the year you upgrade her diamond? After all we've been through this year, can you think of a better way to make 2020 a year she will always remember in a positive way? Diamonds Direct is here to help with our best ever selection of large, rare diamonds and our most aggressive finance offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing with zero down. So you can upgrade her diamond and spread your payments over five years with zero interest charges. And if you bought her original diamond from us, it's even better because we'll give you 110% of your original purchase price to be used towards the upgrade. So you can really go big. If your luxury travel had to be postponed this year, make the journey to Diamonds Direct and let her escape in our world of sparkle and romance. And take advantage of our special summer of 2020 financing offer. Five years, zero interest with nothing down. Unapproved credit. Diamonds Direct. Sure Pump, West Broad Village. Shape your future. Complete the 2020 census today. It's easy. You can complete it online, by phone, or by mail. There is $675 billion in federal funds at stake to support states and communities like ours. Information collected supports vital programs which impact housing, education, transportation, employment, health care, and public policy. Completing the census ensures Virginia gets its fair share. Your information is confidential. Go to 2020census.gov. Paid for by the Virginia Complete Count Commission. This is John Greenhut, and if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, Power Swabs is the answer. In five minutes, you'll see two shades wider teeth, and in seven days, six shades. Even better, there's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Power Swabs, call 1-800-679-0969. Your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. Hey, this is Tugach. Join me weekdays, 10 to 1, on the Dan Levitard Show, now on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. As they approach the top of the stretch here at Pimlico, the field turns for home, and Funnyside comes roaring off the turn with the lead. Funnyside has repelled Peace Rolls, and it's Scrimshaw on the outside, and he's now running in third. Midway Road is fourth toward the inside. They're in the final furlong now. Funnyside and Jose Santos turning the Preakness into a runaway. A huge effort here. It is Funnyside, and he's heading home back to Belmont. He's won the Preakness by almost 10 lengths. Back to Belmont for a date with Triple Crown Destiny. That was Funnyside winning the Preakness back in 2003. The most impressive race of his Triple Crown 
um, attempt, which failed in the Belmont Stakes with a very nasty uh, rain event at the Belmont Stakes. We're well, we're still searching a little bit here for um, for Jack, so we're going to try and give him a few minutes here. Uh, try and reach out to him. Talked to him yesterday. Jack Knowlton is with Sacatoga Stable, and what you heard there was Funny Side. They won the 2003 Kentucky Derby at 12 to 1. Uh, the payout being $27 for Funny Side. Uh, he was at least the seventh horse down in the standings. It looks like the favorite there was Empire Maker, who eventually would win the uh, the Belmont Stakes. But he came back in the Preakness, and that's where you just saw a very impressive effort there, the call there by Tom Durkin coming out of break. And just a, uh, a, a sensational performance there. Two good outings in the sun, and then that heavy, heavy rain was a major factor for a, a gelding. The gelding had won the uh, Kentucky Derby in many, many years uh, before Funnyside in 2003. This year, they have Tis the Law. Uh, Tis the Law may be in one uh, morning line. I saw him at 3-2. to two at the Belmont Stakes. We're not exactly uh, sure how comfortable Sacatoga and Jack Knowlton may be with those odds, but we welcome them now on Off to the Races. Uh, Jack, uh, we came out with Funny Side's Preakness performance out of the break here and and the call there by Tom Durkin. Just a, a memorable effort there and and want to thank you. You have Tis the Law this year uh, in the Triple Crown uh up before us and um want to thank you for spending some time with us on off to the races this morning well happy to be with you guys this morning uh let's maybe start with uh let's start with tis the law uh i a field of eight at the moment for the belmont stakes we that number could go up or down but uh, it looks like it, it's being solidified to eight standing on top of the kentucky derby standings is tis the law in terms of the points he leads all all uh, other horses all three-year-olds in those standings with 122 points uh what is what is uh, on the immediate forecast for tis the law um heading into belmont stakes week well he's gonna have his final work tomorrow barclay's uh, got him scheduled uh, you know for the crack of dawn tomorrow and uh you know we're hopeful that uh, he'll come out of that in good order and as long as he does we'll just let the the days go by he's right at belmont and that's a track that uh, he spent a lot of time on he, he won the grade one champagne there last fall and we're uh, very happy to just be able to walk him a couple hundred yards from his barn over into uh, you know the paddock tomorrow, on the next saturday I was a little surprised this morning when I looked online and saw that Tis the Law only had five starts. It it, it took me aback because he's been there the whole way. You talked about the Champagne win, had an impressive maiden win in his first time out at Saratoga, um, and, and bypassed uh, the Breeders' Cup uh, and eventually uh, ran in the Holy in the Holy Bull and then the Florida Derby. Let's just take a listen to the florida derby call uh from earlier this spring less than a quarter of a mile to go many franco sets down tis the law and he's moving away chivalry is now outrunning ette indian for second gouverneur morris is now fourth less than a 16th to go in the florida derby and it's time to respect the law tis the law is your florida derby winner there have been a number of large looming horses in this year's Triple Crown run, but uh, many have faltered, and, and Tis the Law does seem to be there by himself. Uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about his campaign, this five race campaign, and and what you uh, what impressed you about the Florida Derby. Well, when he broke his maiden at Saratoga, it really wasn't a big surprise to, to me. I'd been over early in the morning watching his works and other than the fact that you know he worked fast not outrageously fast but fast he, his gallop outs were just so impressive and uh you know he he won uh, his maiden race and, and actually ran the best buyer figure of any two-year-old at, at saratoga last summer and then we had a little bump in the road he, he came up with a little bit of a of a shin that uh, barkley had to deal with we had thought, you know, possibly going out of uh, that 
to initial maiden win that we'd be able to go to the hopeful on Labor Day. But the shin kind of put us in a position where we really couldn't consider that. So then we had to make the decision, do we, you know, go the route we went with Funny Side? They had a nice uh, seven furlong Bond Guard stakes and uh, another race to Sleepy Hollow a mile after that that Funny Side went in that direction. But the more Barkley and I talked about it and looked at the figures and looked at who might show up in the champagne, we, we ultimately decided that, you know, that's where we would go. And what happened, uh, you know, Junior Alvarado rode in his maiden win, but we didn't make the decision that we were going to go to the champagne in time for him to, to ride Tiz in that race. So Manny got the call and uh, won uh, that with a grade one. Then, you know, we, we said, you know, and a lot of, a lot of people criticize us for it, but for us, uh, you know, having a chance to, you know, potentially get to the Kentucky Derby, we wanted to do anything that we could to, to try and do that. And it certainly worked skipping, uh, you know, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile with Funnyside, and that's what we decided to, to do here. But we wanted another race. Barkley likes three races for a two-year-old, so we went to Kentucky in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Caught a, a day almost as bad as uh, Belmont Day for Funnyside, and uh, you know he got stuck down inside, didn't really get the chance to to make his run. But uh, then you know we went to Florida. Barkley goes to uh, you know the the training center at Palm Meadows, and we wanted to to run in the Holy Bowl. Didn't want to go the the three races. Uh, you know said Fountain of Youth. We'll skip that. We'll take our chances on getting the points we need for uh, the Kentucky Derby and the Florida Derby, and fortunately that worked out. So we had him, you know, I think as primed as he possibly could have been, ready to to go on the first Saturday in May, and obviously that all fell apart. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but you're but still there, and and uh, you know, good luck next week in in the Belmont Stakes, where you know certainly it looks like Tizzle will be the favorite there. We want to talk a little bit about Funny Side. Uh, it's been 17 years since his uh, Triple Crown attempt, and uh, two good performances coming into that. A, a gelding which hadn't won a Kentucky Derby in in I think it was 80, 90 years or so at the time uh, when he won it and uh you know what what do you remember from that um you know the, you've talked about a lot of similarities barkley certainly picks his races carefully everybody in virginia remembers when uh showing up didn't run in the uh, virginia derby because the races weren't far apart um far enough apart coming off a three weeks rest uh you know what do you remember back from 2003 and and funny sides uh roll through the triple crown well i'm uh sitting here this morning uh from my hometown sackett's harbor where uh sackatoga stable was created back in 95 and uh the town still uh you know remembers funny side i ran into one of my uh, original partners in sackatoga this morning and we reminisced a bit uh, about it but Funny side, uh, you know, he was a he was a special horse, obviously, but he was under the radar, and that's what's so different, you know, between the two horses and my two experiences here. Um, other than you know, a few people around Saratoga in the capital region in New York, Funny Side really wasn't on the on the national radar. And once he won the Derby, obviously he was. But Tiz, when he won the uh, you know Champagne, he was already on people's lists as a as a potential Derby horse. Funny side, you know, we had, you know, a campaign that uh, just running uh, against the New York Reds, and he won his three races. And then we went and we tried the Holy Bull and, uh, and Gulfstream, and he didn't uh, didn't get a good post. He had the 13 posts, and he got pushed out further, and he ended up fifth in that race. But it was a lot better race than, you know, you, you realize just saying, well, he came in fifth. And then he ran very well in the uh, Louisiana Derby, uh, was third there to peace rules and got moved up to second because uh, another horse had a had a drug positive and then he gave empire maker all he wanted in the wood memorial so we had you know in his his case it was six races before the uh before the derby and it would have been been five here with uh with tiz and uh you know 
certainly uh, we didn't choose to, to have an 11 week gap and uh you know with the pandemic uh, that kind of threw us off but there really wasn't you know after the florida derby there was no place really to to go so here we are but you know we tried to to follow a, a pretty similar path to, to what we did with, with funny side and you know it, it worked then and uh so far so good with this He's is Funnyside still at the Kentucky Horse Park? Is he is? Uh, he is the fan favorite in the Hall of Champions, and I uh, see him every year when I get down to Derby. They, you know, have a nice little video, and uh, people can sit around. They bring him out, and uh, you know, he and they take pictures with him. He's still a, still a big fan favorite. Yeah, certainly. Uh, remember my uh, uh, my handicapping buddy Norm Levine picked Funny Side in that Derby and was rewarded for that. Had a, had a great career afterwards. I mean, he he won the Jockey Club Gold Cup a year after. He kept on racing, being a gelding. Uh, kept on racing. Won his last race of uh, Fourth of July, two thousand seven, up at Finger Lakes of all places. But um, you know, had a great career uh, afterwards. New York, and, where uh, you know we had a bus that left Sackett's Harbor, full of uh, you know the partners and family and friends. And uh, you know, after that, we said uh, you know there isn't really anything more that uh, he needs to do. Let's uh, let's give him uh, a retirement. And for about a year and a half, he uh, actually acted as a uh, saddle pony for for Barkley. How about that? Have you uh, thought about your mode of transportation to the Belmont Stakes? Uh, you bringing up the bus? <laughs> well, we don't even know if we can go. I That's mean, true. Uh, right now, there's uh, you know, I'm I'm told that there's still a possibility that that some owners may uh, may get a chance to go, but New York has been you know opening things up uh, in stages, and uh, to to this time, there's uh, there's no news, but. I will tell you that uh, if all goes well and we get to uh, to Louisville, the buses will be running. Great. Great to hear, and thanks for spending some time with us this uh, morning on Off to the Races, and good luck next week in the Belmont Stakes. Uh, thank you so much. Great talking with you. Bye-bye now. Jack, Jack Knowlton, Sacatoga Stable, uh, talking about Funnyside and Tis the Law. Go take just a quick break. Uh, catch up with uh, Mike Smith here in Mirror Moments. Authentic makes his move, and so does Honor AP on the outside. Honor AP coming with a big, powerful, sweeping move on the outside of Authentic. And Odor there in the final furlong, and Honor AP runs right by Authentic. And Odor at the rail, and Rushy, a 16th to go. Honor AP a length and a half. Authentic, Rushy running on late. It will be Honor AP, a very impressive winner of the Run Happy Santa Anita Derby. Honor AP, an upset winner. I'd say that because Bob Baffert has won the Santa Anita Derby nine times, but was denied a 10th trophy in the Santa Anita Derby by Honor AP, who was ridden by Hall of Fame and Triple Crown winning jockey Mike Smith, who joins us now on Off to the Races. Mike, thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, Let's go right there to the last week. we got so much we want to talk to you about, but let's start with the Santa Anita Derby right there for trainer John Sheriff's uh, Honor AP. Uh, Take us through the race there. It was only a seven-horse field, but, I mean, you were looking at... At, at Samson, so to speak, with uh, with authentic there, a, a very uh, uh, worthy uh, favorite in the race. Uh, but you you and, and the Honor AP camp also felt confident about uh, Honor AP's chances here. Uh, take us through the race. Yeah, well, we certainly. I mean, we knew he was going to run better. We just didn't know if we could beat him or not. We had to find that out, but. Uh happy that uh, it all worked out but yeah he broke extremely well he put himself in a good spot i was able to to, to just kind of track uh authentic sit to his outside and just uh, wait to make my move on a far turn when i asked him to to run and he he had a great uh you know it's a great acceleration and, and really picked it up and, and went on by and, and, and kind of won you know with with the the feeling that he he'll even get better, so so that, that's a good thing. So we'll just have to wait and see. 
Honor AP uh, turned the tables on Authentic. Uh, Authentic got the win in the San Felipe, but you, your camp got the most important one, at least so far, with the San Anita Derby. Um, wanted to just kind of maybe get your thoughts on the upcoming Triple Crown. Uh, Honor AP is certainly uh, a choice, uh, but you know, do you where where are you going to be in this year's Triple Crown? Uh, it's still a little bit early for the for the Derby, but any uh, inklings to what you'll be sitting on the first Saturday in September? Yeah, well, I mean, we're gonna I'm gonna miss the Belmont. Uh, I'm not heading there, and I don't have anything to ride in. It, to be honest with you, I, I had a horse that. Bob was thinking about running actually a horse called Charlington that wound up getting hurt, so we're out of that. But, uh, you know, our main goal with, with Honor AP right now is, is the Kentucky Derby. So, you know, we're trying to try and get there the best way we can and, and and hope at that moment that he's doing better than than he's ever done, to be honest with you. Uh, and John's real good at that, man. He's just a brilliant, brilliant trainer, man. He's so, he's so good at getting the horse. Once you get the, you know, this, this, this whole pandemic that happened, I mean, it was going to help a horse. I, I think that it was on, on our AP side because you know you give them that extra time. You know, in May, I'm not sure where where we'd have been, but but now that where we're at now, and then giving it another chance to, to to have a few more months to get there, I think he's going to be you know really really good at that point. The uh, the Triple Crown back in 2018. Uh, switching gears here to uh, to the that triple crown that spring with Justify, uh, there were so many. I mean, he only raced six times, but three of them were triple crown race wins, um, and many I'm sure want to hear the Belmont call. Um, but for me, I remember the Kentucky Derby for Justify. I, I kind of want to get your thoughts on that race. Let's hear the stretch run of Justify's win in the Kentucky Derby in 2018. Magic start to pull away from the others and they're into the stretch and it's Justify and Mike Smith turning for home in front. Good Magic and Jose Ortiz a link behind as they come into the final furlong. Bravazos down the center of the track and then Audible on the inside who's now up in a third. Justify a two-length lead as they come to the final 16th. Good Magic on the outside is second. Audible third toward the inside that it's still regarded. They're coming to the wire. He's just awesome. Justify has won the Kentucky Derby. Larry Colmus with the call there for NBC in the 2018 Kentucky Derby. That was a year where we thought we had a lot of balance. Uh, we thought we had a deep field of competitors. Many said it was the deepest Kentucky Derby field in years of the 2018 Kentucky Derby. And then Justify shows up with Mike Smith aboard and was just like a razor through the field in terms of the domination in the Triple Crown. In that Kentucky Derby, I was watching the race here at home, and when I saw Justify in that weather on the rail where really no, not many winners were coming from on that day, when I saw a draw, uh, good magic draw even, who was my pick in the race, I was thinking good. I was thinking good magic is just just going to roll by. But Justify, as, as big as he was, just kind of skipped down the stretch there at the Derby. Uh, you know, 1,400-pound horses aren't supposed to do that. Uh, you know, what, what did you think of that run in the in the Kentucky Derby? Well, I mean, we, we knew how talented he was, and I was I was really confident that he had the, the ability to win the race. So, you know, the key was getting a good spot to, to you know early on in the race that, that that would give him that chance and and when he jumped out of the gate as well as he did uh at that moment i was i was pretty happy i knew he was going to be hard to beat from that moment on and, and then that. i mean he just he was just uh you know he's just a big powerful stride i mean he was literally if you, if you would if you would line him up next to probably the whole field i mean he just towered over him so you know, he he was kind of a a man amongst boys. Even though he was going to run, you know, just a few times, he was just a big, powerful colt. And and once once and, and the good thing about him too is was he was extremely well out of the gate too. He had put himself in a a, a very forward spot right away. And when he did that in the Derby, I I, I knew it was going to be tough to, for him to get beat. 
justify while he's certainly probably you know your most memorable horse he's like fifth of the horses in terms of money earnings you've ridden so many good horses zenyatta Arrogate, Midnight Bizu, of course, Songbird, even Holy Bull uh, back in the day. I mean, uh, you know, you've had a great career that spans. I, I went back, it, it actually took me by surprise that before Justifies Preakness, your previous Preakness win was back in 1993 aboard Prairie Bayou of all horses. I mean, uh, what what do you make of this career and, and you know, what, what do you see in, in front of you now? Oh, I've just been so blessed, man. I mean, time after time after time, I mean, it's just, it's been incredible. Uh, you know, it's been a like I said, a very blessed, unbelievable career for me. Uh, I wouldn't trade it with anybody, and 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 it's not over. You know, it's not over yet. Because uh, again, uh, good Lord's willing, I'll stay healthy, and if I can do that, man, I, I'll go another three, four, four years. You know, so we'll see where it takes us. But uh, right now, I'm having more fun than I've ever had in my whole life. To be honest with you, <laughs> just getting yeah. the opportunity to ride the kind of horses that I'm riding right now. If I can continue to do that. Uh, I see no reason I can't stay in this game another three, four years. A long list of winners. We're we're talking with Mike Smith on off to the races. May as well be talking to Mike Smithsonian uh, with uh, some of the memorable horses uh, that that he's been and as long as his career has been. Uh, just one last question about the pandemic. Uh, you know, with the the situation with the jockey colony. You know, a little bit different situation uh, these days. Uh, you know, what's it like riding today in this? era i mean you, you must have thought you'd seen everything but it, you know riding out at santa anita um during the pandemic just with the uh star wagons and and um you know the the restrictions that everybody is under what what do you make of that well you know right now we're probably under the, the strictest uh, you know protocol that, that that as far as any other racetrack that's running right now i mean we have to come in uh but to get tested once a week, and after our test clear, we have to come into these, you know, these trailers. Which, I mean, if, if, if you're going to ever have to do it, though, I mean, Santa Anita really did it extremely well. I mean, it's these are these star wagons they call them. these are the, the the trailers that they use for for movie sets uh, when they're doing movies. Right now, they're not able to do no movies, so Santa Anita was able to to rent these trailers at you know probably a better price than they normally go for and, and i mean they're, they're to the nines i mean they're, they're really nice and we have dinner every night together and, and uh, play the cards or, or do whatever we want to do and then uh, come back to our trailers and, and hang out here for two nights we just have to stay here two nights out of the week so that's not too bad but that's pretty much it but uh as far as riding during this time i mean it to be honest with you it's it's so boy i had the, the greatest week last week you know getting the opportunity to win three big stake races and, and to not have no fans cheering for you was was, <laughs> was boring i just kind of i kind of pretended that they were there i didn't i just kind of would raise raise my hand and, and kind of celebrate pretend people were screaming i wish we would have had that at least the fake noise you know that <laughs> the fake crowd that that the soccer is getting right now you know that football get right now but uh, we we don't have that but i just can't wait for the crowd you know the fans get to come back yeah, we we were there. We were just on the other side of the camera this time, but um, yeah, enjoyed uh, enjoyed talking to you this morning, Mike Smith, and uh, we appreciate you making the time to join us on Off to the Races this morning. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Great, Mike Smith, Triple Crown winning jockey on Justify. We're going to take a break on Off to the Races. When we come back, Frank Vespi joins us, and we got handicapping still ahead with Mike Brown and Derby Bill. You're listening to Off to the Races on Racing Biz Radio. You'd be surprised how many people are doing it. What is he doing? What are you doing? Check out the podcasts of your favorite shows and hosts, and listen whenever and wherever you want by downloading the ESPN Richmond app. I just hope you know what you're doing. Or online at ESPN. ESPNRichmond.com. Geico gets you access to licensed agents 24-7, which means that Geico is always there for you. If only everyone was always there for you, like your wife when you forget your keys at work. Hey, hon, you get my texts? I am looking for the spare house key. Hmm, maybe I can get through the window. Ah, <laughs> turns out the alarm works. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it, it works fast. <laughs> you, you, you should probably call me back. Geico, always there for you, with savings and 24-7 access to licensed agents. You have to be up in five hours. 
two hours, six minutes. And when you hear, you realize that you haven't slept a wink. That's why there's ZQuil Pure Z's, a drug-free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally with no next-day grogginess. It's available in both liquid and gummies, tastes great, and is non-habit-forming. Pick up ZQuil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vic ZQuil. ZQuil Pure Z's, naturally superior sleep, available at retailers near you. At the Original Mattress Factory, we know better than anyone that the mattress industry is full of myths. Mattress companies spread misinformation to mislead customers about their features and prices. One of those myths is that two-sided mattresses are old-fashioned. Today's mattresses don't need to be flipped and rotated, they say. But today's one-sided mattresses just aren't as durable. That's why OMF still hand-builds two-sided mattresses, because it's what's best for our customers. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Whether looking for a restaurant for dinner reservations or shopping for a major purchase, online reviews are a big part of the research consumers consider before making a decision. Unfortunately, many mattress review sites are paid by mattress companies to recommend their products, which makes it hard to trust the reviews. At the Original Mattress Factory, we do things differently. We value transparency and honesty, and we don't pay for reviews or mislead our customers. Read reviews from our actual customers at OriginalMattress.com. Diamonds Direct celebrates the reopening of our local economy with our most amazing offer ever. Five years, zero interest financing with no money down on anything and everything. Yes! Now, for a limited time, Diamonds Direct is doing our part to help you get back to normal and celebrate your love like never before. Our prices and values are the best ever. Our showcases are fully stocked, and we're letting you buy now with nothing down, and you can spread your payments over five years with zero interest. Been putting off that engagement? Get her a $6,000 designer ring now and pay just $100 a month. Did you miss celebrating that anniversary? How about a $3,000 Diamond Eternity Band for just $50 a month? Summer is the season for love and we're doing all we can to make this summer one to remember with exceptional values extra selection and the most exceptional finance opportunity five years zero interest on approved credit diamonds direct your love our passion sure pump west broad village are you the type of person that values hand-built quality do you shop with local businesses because you know your purchase supports your neighbors or maybe you research before making a purchase because you know better than to trust the marketing hype If any of this sounds familiar, you just might be an original Mattress Factory customer. At OMF, we value our amazing customers and work hard to exceed their expectations every day. Visit an OMF store near you or OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram using at ESPN Richmond. Keeping you up to date 24-7. We're 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. Back on Off to the Races. I'm your host, Nick Hahn, enjoying a sunny Saturday morning with a little less humidity. We love that in June in Virginia. A little less humidity and uh, looking forward to this segment here as we welcome Frank Vespi back to Off to the Races. Frank has uh, been absent here the last couple months uh, undergoing some cancer treatment and has uh, done a substantial portion of that as I've mentioned a few times before uh, you know we we never exhale but things are looking very very good so um, we're happy to to welcome Frank back to the show Frank uh, thanks for joining us this Saturday morning and uh, it's good to hear your voice again well, Nick, thanks for thanks for having me back. It's good to be back. I, uh, as as you said, and as some of your listeners would already have known, I was undergoing, am undergoing cancer treatments. I'm done with radiation and have surgery coming up in a few weeks. And actually, the the strangest thing here, I don't know if you heard this, but in the lead into the show. I, for the first time, the first time I ever heard a commercial for this organization, they were talking about CureSarcoma.org. That's actually the kind of cancer that I have, so I hope folks will check out CureSarcoma.org, and if they think it's a worthy organization, throw it some, some support. Um, but it is great. It's it's great to be back, and it's great to be able to talk about 
horse racing and you know something stupid like horse racing <laughs> when you know i have issues of my own and then the world has even much bigger issues that it's dealing with right now so it's nice to nice to do something a little bit frivolous yeah i mean the 2020 has certainly been a tough year politically um personally and it, it's just good to see that <clears throat> maybe some sort you know obviously with the coronavirus it's good to see so many uh it's good to see that some normalcy is beginning to return and and having you on the show is is part of that um let's let's talk let's talk racing that's what we do best on off to the races and um let's start in maryland um in terms of just the rest- restoration of racing in Maryland and in the Preakness ahead, we kind of focused more on Funny Side's uh, Preakness, a very memorable Preakness back in 2003 when we were talking with Jack Knowlton earlier in the show. Uh, give us uh, the state of the state of Maryland this morning. Well, a quick uh, aside on Funny Side, which you, you mentioned to you, a friend of yours had funny side in the derby i did too and a nice exact uh, also nice. with funny side and empire maker that, that was a uh, that was back when i used to pick derby winners because i i had also had a uh, uh war emblem the year before and a huge exact of that day and i even liked um charismatic a couple of years before that it was like 30 to 1 in the derby i don't believe i've picked a derby winner probably since funny side so uh anyway those were the good old days when i used to pick winners occasionally but uh no maryland came back um this is uh the third weekend that maryland has been back and the racing has been great you know they've had full fields all the time you look at today's card and by the way we've got a uh, free handicapping contest featuring laurel at the racingbiz.com today um but you look at those cards it's uh, you look at the fields today it's 10 horses 12 horses 16 horses every race is like that the handle has been great the racing's been good i mean there, there's really uh, they've got to be really happy with the way they came back in Maryland. And, and obviously it's a little tricky. The governor's still not allowing fans back at the track. So there's no on track handle, but the, but the off track handle has been robust and, and it's just, it's been nice to have them back. And I I should give a shout out to our friends at Charlestown as well. They've been, they've been back even a little bit longer. They've had a bunch of stakes and, and they've had some pretty nice cards as well just looked it up i had it open uh to the chart that funny side empire maker funny side 12 to 1 empire maker the favorite uh paid 97 dollars that day for a two dollar exacta the try was 664 if you were able to find peace rules there so uh yeah that, i'm sure that and, and, and charismatic i remember i never felt i've mentioned this story several times before i never felt more stupid leaving the racetrack after uh charismatic's preakness when the derby winner went off at eight to one or i think he paid 16 dollars to to win just no respect coming out of his his um derby effort um what's uh happening with the racing biz what's uh what's up today uh on the racingbiz.com well we've been keeping pretty busy uh since i since i started to kind of come back again and and work again we've been keeping pretty busy we've got uh picks for laurel from john piazic are up we'll have picks from charlestown a little bit and uh all kinds of interesting articles and you know that we've had in the last few weeks one from you in fact on uh pleasant colony the horse who liked to sleep but was nevertheless uh uh, quite a runner when he ran we've got a, a preview of the delaware park meet which opens on wednesday uh we've got uh if you're folks who missed it sharing who won the breeders cup juvenile phillies turf worked yesterday morning worked super according to trainer graham motion and is headed to royal ascot so uh lots of interesting stuff so uh, folks should definitely check out the racing if they're trying to keep up with mid-atlantic racing Frank, oh, uh, and of course, a handicapping contest that I just mentioned. So uh, we definitely want to get in on that because it's free. 
good uh, good chance to, to put your picks to work there with the handicapping contest. Frank, uh, we've brought our handicappers aboard here for Off to the Races. Uh, we'll start off with uh, Mike Barone here on Off to the Races. We're going to start handicapping some of these races, but just wanted to maybe provide a few thoughts. Um, allow Mike to, to give you a shout-out here and, and Derby Bill here in mere moments. Uh, Mike, uh, welcome to Off to the Races. Yeah, Nick, thanks. And Frank, so so good to have you back. It's great to hear your voice again. Uh, it was great spending time with you last year at Colonial Downs. And uh, I was sorry when Nick had first told me about your situation about, about a month ago. And uh, just so glad to hear you back. And, and uh, you know, best of luck to you as with, with this ongoing fight. Well, thanks, Mike. I, I really appreciate the kind words. And for folks who don't know, Mike is uh, uh, Mike convinced my wife to enter a uh, handicapping contest at Colonial Downs, which... <laughs> Left us around four or five hundred dollars poorer, but we had a good time all the same. And uh, and again, <laughs> thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. I've, I'd forgot about that. Derby Bill also on off to the races this morning. Uh, Derby Bill, uh, welcome to the show. Yes, I've been working on a, a cancer vaccine myself with about seventeen variations of bourbon <laughs> to try to help Mike out. I just can't come up with one yet. <laughs> There it is, Frank. Well, so You've been I, taking I the wrong medication. Trying to fight COVID. I'm trying to fight other cancer. I mean, I can't do it all myself. <laughs> now, it's true. They ask you for so much. There's only so much a guy can do. But Bill, it's uh, always good to uh, always good to know you're in there pitching. <laughs> there we go. Oh yeah. Uh, well, we hope you get the exact knock knock both of them out of here. COVID and cancer. Kick them both out. I like it. I like the strategy. There we go. Uh, Frank, we'll we'll let you depart here on Off to the Races. We've got some handicapping in front of us with the guys, but I know they wanted to talk to you, and uh, certainly glad to have you back on Off to the Races and look forward to, to next week with the Belmont Stakes. Yep, same here. Much appreciated. Thanks, Nick. Thanks, uh, Mike and Bill, and uh, good luck at the windows today, guys. You too. Thank you. Great. We'll take you up on that. Uh, guys, we got some racing to go to here. We'll do some handicapping. Very busy show this morning. Let's start off with the Ogden Phipps, the ninth race at Belmont Park today. A very short field, uh, six going to the gate before scratches. Uh, might have an update here and there from, from the guys as they get a chance to, to check for the changes. But um, the field is led these are like two of my favorite sires right now and they they're actually working very well with me point of honor is a four-year-old filly two to one sired by curlin and ollie's candy is the favorite eight to five sired by candy ride uh, both come into this race without a win in their last four starts uh, you do kind of have golden award uh, mike smith who does have a win in a grade three uh, in his second start back of uh, a nice runner-up finish at Gulfstream in the slop uh, in the Royal Delta. Uh, let's start with Mike here. The, the six-horse Ogden Phipps it may be a little bit tougher than you first think when looking at it. Oh, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Point of Honor and Ollie's Candy are going to take pretty much all the money. They're both going to be favorite. Um, and, you know, one of those two can obviously win it, but I'm, I'm going to uh, – I think there's going to be an upset here. I, I think either the one-horse, Pink Sands, who's in the race for Shug McGahee, who has huge connections with Ogden Phipps, he would love to win this race. And Pink Sands is an up-and-coming horse who um, seems to be getting right for this race. I think, I think this horse has a real good chance in this race today. The three-horse, she's a Julie, and the four-horse, Blaine, will – Make sure there's an honest pace in the race. So I think uh, either Pink Sands, the one horse, or Golden Award, the six horse, can spring a little bit of an upset on the two big big favorites. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, Mike. I, I kind of like the uh, the idea of going against the two big favorites here. Certainly uh, get get wide in the exotics. Derby Bill, uh, the six horse Ogden Phipps, uh, how do you solve it? Yeah, the Ogden Phipps, for people that don't know, he's the one that lost secretary in the coin flip, and he also sold Seabiscuit. So, you know, he's had a tough go, Mr. Ogden Phipps. Uh, hopefully you won't have as tough a go in this race. It's favorite city here. All six quality horses in this race, which is a short field, almost California-like. Holly's Candy, Nico went to Holly's Bargain Mart yesterday for Karma on this horse. Holly's Candy, number five. 
Holly's Bargain Mart, you know, uh, huge in Maryland. So I'm going all out on Holly's Candy, uh, Point of Honor, and uh, Golden Air. I don't see any of the top three losing, just like last Saturday in the uh, in the big races. There you go. There's a handicapping am- angle we, we're a little unfamiliar with, uh, with the uh, with the Ollie's uh, angle there. The um, we're going to switch gears, head out to Churchill. That that one big race at at Belmont Park. There's there's plenty of coverage of the underneath races with America at the races this morning. But um, want to get to the feature, kind of an odd spot for the stakes race, the eleventh race and last race at Louisville. Um, I mean at Churchill Downs in Louisville, the the Louisville handicap going a mile and a half. Um, on the uh, turf here and this field has a horse that we were very high on in the Virginia Derby Jai's and, and I still haven't pronounced that horse's name right Jay's or Jai Solitude uh, I just remember that horse from listening have, watching him uh, listen to salsa music on the backstretch at Colonial Downs and finishing nearly second he may at 20 to 1 uh, going that added distance uh, I think he's a little bit of a live long shot here. He he faces Arklow, which uh, is Brad Cox's favorite in the race. But um, it's kind of a difficult field to meander here. Lots of choices here. Good opportunity, perhaps, to jump off the favorite. Mike, uh, thoughts on the Louisville? Well, um, I think Derby Bill said it yesterday. If, if Arklow uh, runs his race, he's 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 the most likely winner. He's eight to five morning line. He might go down a bit. I, I think the only other horse that can possibly beat him is the horse that's just to his outside in the starting gate. A horse called Tis a Slam. Tyler Gaffleone will try to um, dictate the pace in this race. Tis a Slam is a horse that likes to be on the lead and has won at a mile and a half on the turf before a couple times, actually three times in a row if you go back to uh, last year. Three times in a row, won a mile and a half on the lead. And there's not a whole lot of other horses in this race that like to be on or near the lead. So Tis a Slam is going to dictate the pace of the race. And either I think either he will win the race if, and if uh, Arklow Ar- is the only other horse I think that can beat him. And I'm going to throw the 12 horse in uh, admission office in a, in a trifecta. And I'm also going to include Jace's Solitude in, in a trifecta. With a, I don't think Jace's Solitude can win this race, but I think he can get into the to the top three. Corey Lannery's riding him only for the second time. Last time Corey Lannery rode him, I watched the race at Churchill, and I don't think Corey knew a lot about this horse because he was too close to the lead. Jace's Solitude, as you know, likes to sit way, way back and make one run late. And hopefully Corey has learned that lesson. And if he does that, Jason has a chance to, to get into the try, I think. Derby Bill, thoughts on the Louisville? Yeah, obviously, Arco, Mike said I liked him, and I like him for several reasons. Local people know the owner, the owner, and you will too. Uh, Patio Prado's owner, Miguel Racing, uh, has celebrated a few here in New Kent with that owner. Uh, so, Arco, a solid favorite here. Uh, hard, to, hard to go against an 8 to 5 horse. Money value, you're going with Joe Solitude, the big closer. The uh, mile will help. This is a marathon. So, this is a Belmont type race on the turf. So, you know, that'll help a horse like Jay Solitude late in the race. But it's very hard to beat Donegal in this race, and you'll see your buddies in the winter circle. Okay, that's uh, thoughts on the Louisville handicap. I kind of like admission office uh, here in this field. I think. Uh, just seems to be improving, and I liked his last start. I think he could maybe come back after that outing uh, down at Gulfstream and, and pull off a mild upset at Louisville. Guys, want to thank you for uh, being on the show this morning. We've had a very full show. Daryl Wood joins us from Middleburg. Live racing returns to Virginia. Jack Knowlton of Funny Side fame has Tis the Law in this year's Triple Crown. A good chance to win there. Uh, Mike Smith, Triple Crown. Uh, winning jockey, Hall of Fame jockey, Mike Smithsonian, uh, as we like to refer to him these days. And, of course, Frank Vespi returned to the show. It's good to hear his voice, Mike Barone and Derby Bill, with the handicapping. Join us next week on Off to the Races. It'll be Belmont Stakes Day. Looking forward to it. Stay safe, everybody. Your personal injury attorneys. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. This is Dan.